Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, where we present the brightest independent artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Joy Sounds is presented in partnership with Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the entire music community. Be sure to check it out at musicconnection.com. My featured guest on this episode is Enzi. We'll talk with Enzi about her complete artistic concept that includes a clear vision for a live show, sonic approach, and visual experience. She's accomplished all of this while still being a full-time college student. During today's episode, Enzi presents three songs for us to check out. We'll hear I Worry, Mad Chemistry, and Retrograde. So let's begin the episode with I Worry by Enzi here on Joy Sounds. What is love and being? I wouldn't know because I never did. I need some help, I must admit. What is love and being? Are you awake now? Because I'm awake now. My beating heart is keeping me up. Since I'm awake now, I want to ask how to keep it all inside and tied up. Because every time you call, I know I start to fall. But I don't know this thing I'm feeling. Are you awake now? My heart is so loud. I can drown it out now. What is love and being? I wouldn't know cause I never did I need some help, I must admit What is love and being? I can't help myself, help myself, I worry Oh, I need some help, I must admit What is love and being? Are you busy? I'm kinda dizzy all this love is overwhelming Keeps it thinking I like the feeling But like a top my world is spinning No, I can't control My thoughts are on a roll I can't this working Am I worthy? Are you busy? I know I'm needy But I need you to overwhelm me What is love and being? I wouldn't know cause I never did I need some help I must admit What is love and being? I can't help Some 
And that was I Worry by NZ. And it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds, NZ. How are you, NZ? I'm so good. How are you? Great. And so nice to have you on the show today. It's so nice to be here. I'm like desperate to do anything music related. <laughs> Just human contact of any kind, even if it's over Zoom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially when it's when it's about your music. And by the way, I worry what a cool song. Um Thank it's you. just got such a cool vibe to it and everything. So can you tell me a little bit about how that song came to be? Thank you. Yes. Um so oh gosh, I feel like it's old. If I went back and looked at the actual like release date, I'd be like, "Oh my god, wait, that right. was like so crazy." Yeah. But I um I started writing that song just cuz I wanted to experiment a little bit more with sound. Um like I started doing music as a punk musician. No way. Is that true? Yes, that is very true. I was like, Haley Williams was like my goddess. I wanted to be her and all the other like alternative baddies out there. And so I was like, I started this band with my brother who was a drummer and like I I loved like old, you know, like my chemical romance, like Fall Boy and those people. All right, NZ, rock on. Yeah. Um, but then obviously as I got older, I've moved somewhat into like the pop scene. Yeah. Um, so I worry was a bit of that like first, like how do I mesh this like alternative sound that I love and like was kind of born into and the pop sound that I like kind of naturally fit within. I so, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's interesting to see how it evolves and how you leverage those early influences. They they sometimes show up or disappear in kind of unexpected ways, right? Totally. And I never want them to like fully go away because I'm still I'm probably like the only living Fallout Boy fan left. It'll come <laughs> on and I'm like, guys, and they're like, What who is this? I'm like, you don't know who is this. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure there's lots of diehard Fallout Fallout Boy uh, fans out there <laughs> right along with you. So Oh beautiful. <laughs> um I you know, in listening to that track, I have to say the production is is really sharp. What I like about it is it's got this really nice blend of current electronic elements but it leaves space and so much music that i hear a lot of times there's no space there's no room for it to breathe but you've you've got that sort of you know that musical space because you know i always have to be reminded myself part of music is silence and i i'm just kind of wondering about how how you craft this production style as well yeah so i mean i worked with um two producers on that song specifically who just like their masterminds of their own. I yeah. was like, I'd worked with them on early stuff separately and was like, you guys will make a great pair and yeah. I'm just going to sneak in the middle there. <laughs> um, and um, I just, I remember pulling up a bunch of influences of mine at the time. One of them being Billie Eilish, who like we all already know plays with so many sounds in her production. Um, and then my producer, one of my producers had brought up like Lennon Stella and then um, just like we had a couple of people that we were just grabbing from. And yep. um, that's how that's that's how we like came up with that style. And I also wanted it to be just extremely dramatic at the time. Live shows were um, not a myth. And uh, uh, right. I was like imagining I always imagine playing my songs on stage Um even now, uh, as, as a dream of that it is now, but um, I was like, 
I just imagine like the lights coming up like at every, you know, like, like big swell and like the lights get brighter and then whoosh, and then they come back and it's dark. And like, I was imagining this in my head while the production was going on and we were like matching it up with like all these concepts to make one concrete. Oh, thing. that's, that's really powerful to have that visualization of what the impact of a song would be, or even an entire set in a live setting, right? The impact yeah. that it would have on an audience. So you had that right in the front of your mind the entire time. Yeah, it's, I mean, my goal with music is to create community and like create people like, or create feelings that people can relate to it and mm -hmm. go like, yes, oh my gosh, like I know that feels like. And so I worry like the writing embodied that. And then I wanted the production to embody that as well. So that when I translate all these things to a live performance, people are getting this like entire sensory experience, like visually, auditorily, like they're just feeling these deep emotions that like might be hard to articulate you normally. Sure. Just completely and surrounded. Like, so that's a, that's how I write my music. Nice. Most nice. Okay. So Enzi is really a complete vision, artistic vision that you have both in the recording space, the live space, the, the, the visuals, the image of it and everything It all. It seems like you've got it all, if not worked out, um, working it out. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal for sure. sure. I think like I, I've never thought of it that way because really Enzi is just like myself and I am a person who experiences things very visually and like through music and like, I mean, it's been like literally ingrained in my life since I was like four, you know? Mm -hmm. And so these things are just, basically like a like a translation of my own mind into life um if that makes it like a complete artistic vision then i feel like i'm giving myself more credit by saying it but if you want to say it no. then like, take the compliment no i no absolutely no i, I want to actually give you credit for that because I, I do think that it has to be drawn from an authentic place from how you sort of imagine not your life but also sort of how you project the emotions of what you're processing outward yeah to an audience and so no you get full credit for that I, I'll, I'll give it i'll give it all to you thank you <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> and you're doing all this uh while a college student is that correct yes um that's a that's a big balance um it gets hard sometimes yeah. and actually like some of my songs that i've been writing recently reflect some of that like feeling of like we're in like this grind culture right now. Like That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like just do, you don't stop. And like, I do appreciate it because I'm, I value hard work of course. Um, but like, I also, if you listen to any of my music, like a lot of it's about mental health and my mental state in certain situations. Um, like I worry, for example, was my mental health in this, uh, relationship I was in. Mm. Um, very healthy relationship and I had only been in not so healthy relationship so I was like when's the bad part coming like I'm waiting oh, no you had been conditioned for the bad parts I know but like so same kind of thing with um the culture that we live in now like it's like it's it's just a uh we're kind of ignoring like our mental health sometimes yeah um and I want to you know, like some of the songs I've been writing about now come from that place of guilt. I'm like, am I, should I, should I like quit college or should mm. I pop music so I can finish college? Like, I feel like I need to do one thing at a time, 100%. But like, 
really, I know that's not true. And um, it's, it's definitely hard to balance both, but you know, I appreciate, I do appreciate some of the stretch because it also is teaching me how to like forgive myself when I get like a bad grade on an assignment. I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Like it's fine. Um, not the end of the world. <laughs> no, it's 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 a real challenging thing to know, you know, what is right because you do grow from getting challenged like that, mm-hmm. from getting you know stretched to the edge of your capacity, and you still somehow come through. And, and and college basically does that, right? It just like bombards you with things, and if you survive, you're a better person, right? <laughs> but or at least that's the idea. But at the same time, it's like. Um, uh, you know, is this is this complete, uh, you know, overloading of uh, accomplishment driven kind of things? What what kind of effect does that does that have on people? Yeah. It's a real it's a it's a balancing act, particularly in music, because music is such a time intensive um, art form and it invests your emotions. So um, yeah. I, I, it sounds like you're really kind of still working through all of that. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I, like, sometimes in earlier interviews and, like, when I was younger, I'd feel really embarrassed to, like, say that I'm still working through that balance because I am the kind of person that likes to look like I have everything together. Of course, yeah. Um, But, like, I mean, recent, like, literally recently I got diagnosed with ADHD. As an adult, I'm 21 years old. Like, I, like, you'd think I would have known this earlier, you know? But you don't sometimes and life just comes at you as we've all seen this like past year. And so I, through this challenge, just like you were saying, like I've learned how to like be gentler and kinder with myself. And I think that in the end also then makes good and even better music because I'm, I'm able to be fully 100% honest and transparent with myself about these feelings of, of guilt or um, inadequacy and whatnot. And I can just write that because I also know I'm not the only person that's feeling guilty for having accomplished very little in the middle of a pandemic or like, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not you're fine. Person. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that's like, that's the goal of like what I want my music to be is like, at the end of the day, someone listens to it and they go, Oh, I'm not the only one either. Like she feels this way too. And if, if me and that one listener were the only two people that feel that way, amazing. Like, that's great. great. We're not alone. That's the whole point. Absolutely. And I so appreciate you being so open and vulnerable. And, you know, uh, it it does seem like by you just talking about it, you're able to navigate it just a little bit better because it's, you're processing it. And so I commend you for it. I really do. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, let's check out another uh, one of your songs. And then the next one that you have queued up is called Mad Chemistry. And this song's got a, just a little bit of attitude to it. Just a, just a little bit, right? So tell us a little bit about this song. Yeah, so um, this song, I, literally veering away, far away from all these mental health conversations, this one <laughs> I had a little bit more of a fun bop. I just wanted to write this song. I had the line, I don't really like your girlfriend, stuck in my head. And so I was like, let's make something of this. Mm. Um, I happened to be in this little, like, it was a friendship um, by all 
definitions but i was like oh my gosh like we are so compatible we would be great together like i had this big crush these huge dreams in my mind about being like the power couple mm. and then i met his girlfriend <laughs> and i was like what this ruins all of my plans um and i was like i just was in this like fantasy world obviously so i was like let's like do a little song about that because i think that would be fun so that's what mad chemistry is all about. right all right well you captured certainly that 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 <laughs> attitude that that comes with all of that so good let's <laughs> check this out so this is mad chemistry by nz here on joy sounds <laughs> chemistry by Enzi. Okay, I gotta ask, I don't mean to pry, but <laughs> has the guy who this song's about 
has he heard this and knows your feelings about his girlfriend? I sorry, I don't mean to pry, but I gotta ask. Well, well, firstly, like I, I do actually like his girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay, all right. For the record, the girlfriend is cool. Okay, for the record. Yes, and I would never like. I, I just don't want to be like that person that like bashes other girls for like reasons that they can't control. You know, I get, but like okay. I was duly I just, noted. Uh, duly noted. <laughs> Um, but, um, he has heard the song, but like, I never, ever told him that like, I liked him or anything like at all. Um, and so I just like, I, it it will live in infamy forever. (laughs) Until he hears this podcast. So whoever you are out there, anyway, I'll let you, I'll let you sort through that. That's (laughs) hopefully I didn't create trouble by bringing, bringing that up. So, but but another really really great sounding song. So, um, and I, I'm interested. Um, you've got you've got these beautifully produced tracks. Are they are they starting from something more uh, elemental, like um, like a piano voice uh, start or a guitar voice start? Do they start from just sort of that pure songwriter's position? Yes, mm. um, like the very very bare bones. Like I wouldn't even call it a skeleton yet. It's just like one bone um is the (laughs) guitar and the vocal um i will usually i mean i write differently every single time like some people ask me like oh do you start with lyrics do you start with melody and i like kind of do all of them at once Mm -hmm. uh and so i'll typically either have like a line stuck in my head or um a feeling that i really want to portray so the in this instance in that chemistry it was i don't really like your girlfriend um and i wanted it to be like i like you said like sassy like have some attitude um a little bit like avril lavigne ish yeah. if she lived in like the modern or was making music in the modern day um and so i was like that's where i started and then i came up with a guitar vocal which my current producer now makes fun of me because he's noticed that I tend to use the same chords in a lot of songs. Um, I <laughs> well, welcome to songwriting. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I mean, really, there's only so many chord progressions that you can use that actually really work. But um, I, I love me a good major third in a minor key. And I'm like, it just sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I love doing that. So that was like, that helped with the vibe of the song and when i took it to my producer i was like okay like here's what i'm thinking and i rant off about these feelings that i want to create with production because i i know somewhat how to produce um but like on a very basic level my strength comes from translating like music to feelings and so i was like okay i want it when we're listening to this it's gonna feel like you've just spotted them at a cafe and you're like what i didn't know that they were dating someone and then you're gonna get all upset and then i see the color red but also green because green with envy and like all this is happening and my producer's listening to me like i'm a crazy person and then he goes okay and then when he produced the song no that's the job description of a songwriter is to translate the emotions into into a story into a into a musical story and then the producer's job is to interpret the songwriter so it's this chain it really sounds like you've described that nicely yes well just like you said everything's visual for me so like Uh i didn't necessarily envision this one like performing live i mean i did 
for some parts of it for sure but like when I came into the studio for the very first day I was like here's the story I'm setting the scene and so like it's kind of like as if my song was playing in a movie but I didn't know what the song was I just knew what the movie was like you were playing it with the sound off you know so I was like where do we how do we make this song fit over this scene in my head no I appreciate that I I actually love when songwriters are thinking of the story first and trying to then re-engineer it into uh, musical and sound and silence as opposed to starting there's nothing wrong with it but as opposed to going i just learned the c major seven chord you know <laughs> now what can i and then then the story kind of comes from there both are, I, I don't mean to like like uh, rail on any type of uh, of of process but i, I like that that process of yeah. going for the story the emotion first and then sort of seeing what happens in musical space and time and all of that. So I'm with you on that. I think that that's, uh, that's really cool. So, so, uh, I know that you've been, um, releasing some singles and, uh, what is on the horizon? What do you see is the future for Enzi? Yes. So, um, I am, I just got a mix back today of a new single that I'll be releasing fairly soon. Um, That's so exciting. It's always like opening a gift. It's like when you get that first mix, it's like, ah, it just starts glowing, hopefully, usually. Oh, yes. I like sat there and I was like, I was listening to it right before it got on today. I was like, I could listen to this forever and ever. Oh, that's a nice (laughs) sign. That's a good sign. It's a very good sign because I used to hate listening to my own music. I was like, never, ever play yeah. this in front of me ever again. It's once it's left my head, it's gone. Yeah. Um, but so that is on the horizon. I'm very excited because I'm moving into some more like definitely more alternative um, like scenes. Like I mentioned earlier, I love punk and alt, but I also love pop music. And I'm really starting to find the balance of the two. And um, I'm just like, I mean, like you can see, I like literally can't stop smiling about this single because I'm like so excited. Um, but then, yeah, that's kind of the main thing that I have going on in the recent, in the next Fantastic. Piece. Okay, great. And so we've, uh, the Joy Sounds listeners got new tracks to look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you think all of this is leading up to some, some sort of cumulative EP or full length album? Do you imagine that in the future or are you kind of like these you know, kind of rolling out content as you get it? Um, I I do plan to take a more organized approach to releasing my content because previously it used to be write the single, produce the single. Get and it then out. Get it out. Just get it out. Stream <laughs> until the, it's released and you just go, ah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I, I am hopefully someday, I don't know if this is like, this isn't a concrete plan yet, but I love the idea of like a concept album. No. Oh. Especially because so much of my writing is so ingrained in like feelings and experiences. I'd love to create an album that's just like, you know, music that I wrote during like a very specific time in my life or music that focuses on like my, you know, anxiety or things like that. Like that way people can kind of have this like mood album, like a nice. mood board. Um, that they can pick when they're in that space and they're like, yeah, like this is what I'm feeling right now. So um, hopefully in the future, but it's not concrete yet. Yeah, I like that. But you're thinking big. You're thinking kind of larger form and those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I love art. I just love this. That's what music is to me is art and it's creating and like the idea of, 
I feel like I've made all these tiny little drawings like with uh, like singles and this album is going to be like this big masterpiece painting that will be like the amalgamation of what I've done so nice. far. And so like, that's what I'm really hoping to do. Outstanding. Well, I, we wish you luck with that. Um, but you, you have uh, um, got some, mom some momentum going with these singles, right? Yes. Yeah. Actually just the other day, um, I'm not one to count a lot, um, but I recently passed half a million streams. Hey, that's, that's, that's like significant. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I honestly never thought I would get there. I thought 10,000 streams was big and like yeah. 500,000 is still incomprehensible to me, but uh, we're, we're there. Absolutely. So. Well, I'll, I'll, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. All that data, you know, can represent a lot of different things. But, you know, when you're moving those types of numbers, there's people enjoying you. You're making the connection that yeah. you've been looking to make. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, it's been such a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you and uh, and meet you. And if you find your way to Los Angeles ever, we extend an open invitation for you to come by the Joy Sound Studio live and we can continue the conversation. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I will I'll find my way out. OK. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. When when we're all on the other side of this and and. Uh, Traveling's a little bit easier. That would be awesome. But yeah, you just you just let us know. But before I let you go, um, I'd love to hear another tune. And yeah. the one that you'd like to wrap up today's episode with is Retrograde. So tell me a little bit about Retrograde. Yes. Um, retrograde was actually a class assignment. It started out as a class assignment. And we were supposed to find inspiration from somewhere else, like literally anywhere else but yourself. Hmm. Um of course, I managed to make it about myself because I feel like that's the job of a songwriter slash lead singer. Um, well, <laughs> it's got to be true to you, right? Oh, sure, yeah, right? I was uh, joking about that. You know that joke that's like, how many lead singers does it take to screw in a light bulb? And it's like one, they hold it and the world revolves around. <laughs> not, so, not that we perpetuate stereotypes, but no, yeah, no, yeah. man, really. kind of kind of is true sometimes, but that's okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, take put the joke on myself. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> so I uh, um, found this audio source of this guy and it was so funny to me he is leaving a voicemail i don't know who he is or who he's calling but he leaves this voicemail and he's like hey it's gregory p i just have one question for you one question only when the hell does mercury get out of retrograde because this is driving me batshit and i was like oh that went <laughs> what do i do with this I know. And I was like, that's so funny. And at the time I wrote it, retrograde was such a like topical thing, like even to a point of being like a meme. Um, and I was just like, this would be so fun. Like, what are we going to do with this? So I don't know anything about astrology. I called up my friend who does. And I was like, what, it, what does it mean when Mercury goes into retrograde? I'm going to write a song about it. And she's like, oh my God. So she tells me about it all. And I like, Again, of course, like I said, draw, begin to draw inspiration from myself. Yeah. Um, but the catalyst was this voicemail. And so I was like... So hold on one, one second. So let me get this straight. This is like a random voicemail? Literally. So I found it on some like soundbite website. And oh, I... Oh, yeah. I thought it was on your voicemail. Oh, like like you just got a stranger who left this. So I, I was like, this is weird. This is strange. Maybe. 
I should make that my story now because that's so it's much. A good more story. That's where I was at. I was I was like going. She got this on her voice. What is going? Yeah, yeah. Keep that. Keep that as the story. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I got this voicemail, um, and I like ended up drawing from this inspiration of like I was kind of in like I mentioned earlier like some unhealthy relationships prior in my life, um, but like sometimes when you leave those and you're like living your life as a free agent now, you kind of still get like sad and you miss them, even though, even though, you know, like, oh my God, like that was so bad for me. I'm never going to go back to that. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, but sometimes, you know, you're up at like 11 PM, 12 AM, like onwards. And you're just kind of thinking to yourself, well, what if, what if maybe? And so that's kind of what retrograde was about. Cause like the idea is like Mercury and retrograde, like, flips like it like basically makes everything like flip to the opposite and like what you think was unhealthy all of a sudden seems a little enticing again so that's kind of what i wrote this retrograde about it's kind of like playing with the idea of like texting your ex maybe you shouldn't do that but like maybe you should who knows i think uh, all too many of us can relate (laughs) to that so i if we get it we get it Absolutely not. Not that it's great behavior, but we get it. We we yes. understand. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, Enzi, what a pleasure it is to get the chance to talk to you and hear your music today. You. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. Great, and look, we look forward to staying in touch. And so, to wrap up today's episode, this is Retrograde by Enzi here on Joy Sounds. Bye, Enzi.
My thanks to Enzi for being on today's episode. Please follow her at I am Enzi on all social media. Once again, my thanks to our presenting partner, Music Connection. Please check them out at musicconnection.com. And follow Joy Sounds for all of our live streams and podcasts at twitch.tv slash joysoundsmusic or using the handle at joysoundsmusic for all socials. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah.